Hello, welcome to the Future Work Life podcast. My name is Ollie Henderson and today it's going to be a bit different. Um, for regular listeners of the show, you'll know my new book's out in January on the 17th and it's called Work Life Flywheel. So since I keep having conversations with everybody I meet about what's in the book and why I wrote it, I thought I'd share that with you today. And the best way to do it would just be to read the intro from the book. So that's what I'm going to do. Here's the intro from Work Life Flywheel, Harness the Work Revolution and Reimagine Your Career Without Fear. The Big Pivot, My Story. It's January 2020 and I've just negotiated my exit from the digital agency I founded and have been running for over 10 years. After a decade in advertising and media, I'm ready for a fresh challenge, but I'll admit I've no idea what. The money I've made has bought me a little time, but given my hefty monthly mortgage payments and an ever-expanding family, three kids and counting, I reckon I've got about six months before I have to be earning again. Pretty sure that when you pivot your career, you're supposed to have a clearer plan, but I figure if I take some time off to relax and rejuvenate before too long, I can have a new business up and running that will launch me back into the world full of vim and vigour. If only it were that straightforward. Two months later, the world's in lockdown and COVID-19 has thrown not just my plans, but those of almost every business in the world up in the air. Not ideal timing. Feeling the pressure to work out a plan of action, I take the advice of a friend who'd been through a similar experience a few years before, minus the global pandemic. After exiting his first business, he built another startup before this time selling to a larger marketing services group. He wishes he'd documented his journey, setting that business up, capturing the emotions and breakthroughs he'd experienced along the way, and suggests I write about the process I'm going through. Memories fade all too quickly. High up on my list of priorities is rethinking my relationship with work. For 10 years, I've been anxious that I'm neither spending enough time at work nor at home. I've never been able to achieve the perfect balance. After burning out a few times, I know something has to change, although... This doesn't involve getting a regular job. I've been my own boss for too long. Whatever comes next, I'm determined to be in control of my own destiny. I soon discover that whether you're making a sideways step in a familiar industry, going solo as a freelancer or setting up a new business, there are so many variables to consider when going through a career transition and it can quickly become overwhelming. If you have dependents, whether a partner, kids or other family members to support, then not only do you have the pressure of making the right decision in the next critical stage of your career, You have to make sure you can pay the bills while you do it. Add the increasing pressure of achieving the perfect work-life balance and you can understand why it puts most people off and how they end up stuck in jobs they hate. Stepping back from the day-to-day pressures of running a company, it hasn't taken long to realise that the concept of work-life balance is a myth. While it's a metaphor used with well-meaning intentions, in reality, it represents something unattainable, a perfect equilibrium between the time you spend at work and the rest of your life. The more I speak with others and reflect on the future, the clearer three things become. One, I'm not the only person attempting to reimagine my career while juggling the pleasures and pressures of a young family. Number two, the ability to clearly communicate ideas will only get more important in the future, so I need to get over my reluctance to put myself out there and start sharing mine. Number three, aspiring for work-life balance is not helping me achieve my goals and I need a new approach. I start considering what I can do to help others like me feel less like they're failing to live up to unrealistic expectations. How can I help people think differently about the relationship between their work and personal lives? Is it possible to develop a model that others can use to reimagine their work lives? Starting to write. As I explore these themes, I take what would before this point have been an unthinkable step of publishing my writing online in public. As someone who avoids this at all costs, It's a significant move, but I press the publish button in the spirit of a new beginning. Plus, 
I figure no one will read it anyway. Two weeks later, I've had over 20 direct messages from people who'd read the honest accounts of my ongoing thought process, which is enough to keep me going. With COVID-19 fundamentally rearranging the boundaries between our work and personal lives, many others seem to relate to my experience. I decided to start a newsletter to explore this more and have hundreds of subscribers within a couple of days. When momentum builds, sometimes you just have to let it carry you. And a few months later, not only have I grown to love the process of writing, but it's also creating new opportunities. People are even introducing me as an expert on the future of work. I just nod. Fast forward a couple of years and I've spent thousands of hours understanding what dynamics drive people's decision making while undertaking an often scary seeming career pivot. I've interviewed world champion sports people, best-selling authors and visionary entrepreneurs across more than 100 episodes of my top 10 careers podcast, Future Work Life. I've launched a fast-growing newsletter and grown a global community interested in the future of work. And I've gathered quantitative survey data from over 4,000 people and had countless one-to-one conversations with people reimagining their careers. As I spoke to more and more successful people from the world of business and explored work-life design with leading experts in subjects as varied as psychology, sport, behavioural science, artificial intelligence and the arts, a model emerged. While no single story was the same, I kept spotting the same characteristics and patterns of behaviour among those who've successfully navigated these transitions. They've developed a positive and complementary relationship between their work and personal lives that allows them to keep one foot in the present and one in the future, a work-life flywheel. The work-life flywheel is a model which will give you the confidence to create your expert niche and tell the story about why it matters, propelling you forward into the next phase of your career. Adapting the flywheel to reflect your motivations, personality and circumstances will empower you to harness the revolutionary changes happening in the world of work and to carve out your unique place within it. You'll find it continuously sparks ideas and provokes new possibilities, creating growth opportunities that give you the forward impetus you need to succeed and be happy. While achieving significant changes won't happen overnight, stacking small wins on top of one another will enable you to build a complementary relationship between your work and personal life. We'll uncover how to effectively combine physical activity with rest and recovery to supercharge your creativity. We'll examine why following your curiosity relies upon an openness to experimentation and why the inevitable failures help deepen understanding and accelerate our learning. We'll also break down how incorporating a creative approach into every aspect of your work life leads to new relationships, access to communities of like-minded folk, and helps you build the confidence to do your thinking in public. As I share real-world examples of people who started their new adventures with trepidation, you'll begin to recognise the flywheel in their work-life design. Rather than view each part of the model, mindset, creativity, experimentation, community, learning and breakthroughs in isolation, you'll observe how they create a virtuous cycle. The habits you build will allow you to embrace uncertainty and take control of your future by providing a momentum to continue creating and building. Combining the stories of people who have walked the path you're on with the very best evidence-based research, I'll give you the tools. You'll get the most value out of reading the book in the order I've written it, but you can easily return to each chapter for actionable advice if you're stuck at any stage. For example, if you need to refine your goal setting, you can dig back into chapter 8. Or if you find that although you've started your flywheel spinning, you're not making as much progress as you'd like in building a network, you can revisit chapter 16. Finally, you'll notice that the stories I share could fit comfortably into several other parts of the book, and that's the point. Your work life isn't neatly divided into distinct parts. It's messy and overlapping. Some parts gel nicely and others you have to work harder on. The benefits of the work-life flywheel lie in how all the components work together to create something greater than the sum of their parts. 
Used as a lens through which to prioritize how to spend your time and energy, the results are profound and life-changing. Life and work are a series of challenges to overcome and opportunities to discover. The Work-Life Flywheel gives you a proven approach to do this successfully time after time. Let's get started. And if you want to get started, you can pre-order a copy of the book now. It's out on the 17th of January 2023, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks as ever for listening, thanks for your support, and I'll see you here again soon.